All right, time to hand out some game balls. He's Blank. I'm Branham, 713-780-ESPN. HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. Let's go out to the HRP listener line. I'm feeling a little frisky. Usually one of us would give out the game balls first, but how about we go to the HRP listener line for J-Dog to give out a game ball before we do. J-Dog, who's your game ball to? I'm giving the game ball to my entire Baltimore Ravens squad. I'm also giving it <laughs> to CJ because, like I told you guys, I was there week one when we played the Texans, and I told everybody how good CJ was going to be. And uh-huh. also, too, can we petition people to stop grabbing Lamar by the ankles when he goes down? I get it, trying to get him down. But let the man go, and let's, let's not hurt him. We need let him this go. Year, it's tackle God. football. No, I don't they think should, defenders are thinking. Him. We don't hurt him. <laughs> Should we not tackle this quarterback as he runs free in our secondary? Uh, Baltimore played well yesterday. I'm not going to point out that Joe George wanted to play Seattle plus six at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. Just, just details. Just details. Uh, yeah, we're not going to mention that that uh, he sold us that game. But, uh, yeah, the Baltimore Ravens killed Seattle. I've seen a lot of people. We'll probably talk about this later in the week. The week goes on, halfway point of the NFL season. I've, I've started to see more and more people say that the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in the AFC. Yeah. I, I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm not there yet either. I was shocked by that. Several of the national media on TV yesterday were saying that other than the Chiefs, the Ravens are the second best team in the AFC. And I'm going, really? To this point, that's what your takeaway is? The Ravens? Yeah. I'm not there yet either. They've had some dominating win. I mean, Seattle, playoff-ish team, dominated them. Detroit, playoff team, dominated them also had some questionable. Like, they lost at Pittsburgh. They lost to the Colts. They had a seven-point game against Arizona. Uh, I'm not there with Baltimore. I, I'm not even sure I'm putting them in my top tier uh, in the AFC. But, they're I mean, they're a playoff team. There's no doubt about that. And they're, they're playing hot. All right, who are you giving a game ball to, Blankers? I'm going to go off the beaten path just right off the top for the first one. I'm going to go with Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs deserves a game ball because we, we saw this last year when Baker Mayfield was picked up midweek by a Rams team that inserted him as the starter, and he somehow was able to get a win. What Josh Dobbs did yesterday, throwing for two touchdowns, rushing for another, 158 yards, leading his team to victory without even a practice for the Minnesota Vikings, that's pretty worthy of a game ball. Yeah, that was awesome. Like he, they were practicing the cadence and the snap on the sideline because Dobbs had never taken a snap from whoever the Viking center is. Uh, that was sweet. That was a, that was a cool moment. Um, that was Yeah, awesome. That was a good call on that game ball. I'm going to give my game ball to the Kansas City defense. I don't know if Taylor Swift was there or not, but she must have been there in spirit because that Kansas City defense was phenomenal. They've been really good all year. Like We yep. kind of sleep on their defense. But Miami was the number one offense in the league. Kansas City held them to under 300 yards and held them to 14 points. That was a dominating effort by that Kansas City defense, and that's why I'm not putting Baltimore as my best team in the AFC because you have a Kansas City defense that can look that good, and then we still know offensively, maybe it's not all clicking yet, but they have Pat Mahomes, they have Andy Reid, they have Travis Kelsey. I still have Kansas City as my my top team in the AFC. Oh, I do too, and I think the other thing is they shut Tyreek Hill up because Tyreek Hill was talking all that mess about you know, no matter where they play, they're going to have to, you know, do that work on whoever they were playing against. And not only did the Chiefs defense play well, but they forced Tyreek into a fumble that turned into a, a score that turned out to be the difference in the game. So Mahomes went out and said, not only does, because they asked him, do you think this is the best defense you've ever had as a Chief? He said, I think it's the best defense in the NFL. I'm not going that far. Yeah. I know that Philadelphia's front seven and, and when their secondary's right, that's a pretty loaded defense and there are some others. 
But I will say this, for a team that was always one-sided with not a lot of defenders, Kansas City's defense has looked good all year. Yeah, I never believe a guy who's praising their teammates is saying they're the best at whatever. Uh, good. Probably the best defense they've had while he's been at Kansas City, but not best in the league. Right. Uh, but very, very good. Joe, who are you giving a game ball to? How dare we give out three game balls before me and not one of you or J-Dog gave one to the man, the myth, the legend the of Dari Agumbawale oh. <laughs> kicking that field goal. What a moment. That, that was, was awesome. pretty amazing. Like, when you think about the fact that he said, did he say after the game, or they were saying he had scholarships to play both football and soccer in yeah. college and thought it would be more beneficial to play football. Smart. But the, the <laughs> fact that he wasn't even, like, practicing into the net on the side when they brought him in for his first field goal and he drill, literally drilled it. I mean, it was a low liner. But to, to not have the punter be the second best choice as your, your your kicker replacement and have a guy kick a field goal when you had to have it, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, I don't know how that's the case. I don't know how Dare's a better kicker than Cam Johnston, but somehow he's a better kicker than Cam Johnston. I think uh, the I, broadcasters made a good point, though. When you're a rugby-style kicker that you really don't practice like place kicking and things like that, that maybe he just didn't have that... No, I, I get it. Like I, I get that from a rugby point of view, but I still think the punter is going to have the better yeah. foot than the or leg uh, than the running back. But I, I usually don't give the game ball. I, I don't consider this a Texan segment. That's why I didn't give it to. Dar I agree Ray, with that Joe. too. Yep. Uh, Key from L.A. though does want to give a couple of game balls to Texans. Key from L.A. Make my game ball goes to Tank Dell and C.J. Now this is a team to watch. Maybe we should change Key from L.A.'s name to Key from Kirby. Yeah, maybe, maybe Key or Kirby. Key from NRG. Yeah, I mean because. Then maybe he'd have some winning takes and have a chance to at least sell one of his many properties on Bad Take Boulevard. Yeah. But right, yeah, what's your next one, join a winning team. I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts in a big game against the Cowboys, and I saw a lot of people that were picking the Cowboys to win that game, upset the Eagles, and make a statement. Jalen Hurts took a hell of a shot at the end of the first half, and everybody held their breath in Philly, and no one was sure if he was going to come back. Not only did he come back, the dime he threw to Smith in the corner of the end zone and the way that he orchestrated that team coming, you know, coming from behind and then taking the lead and then putting the Cowboys away. Jalen Hurts played his tail off yesterday. Yeah, he was good. That was a nice win for Philly. I saw Dak taking a lot of heat. I saw the referee taking a lot of heat for not allowing that offensive lineman to report eligible because oh, he didn't right. report or whatever. A winnable game for the Cowboys. I would have put in the Cowboys into NFC championship contendership if they won that game, but they didn't, so they don't. People uh, want to crap on Dak. Dak did not play bad yesterday. No, I didn't think he was bad. I, I thought he was pretty good. Uh, my next game ball goes to Joe Burrow. He's been so good since we shared that elevator in northern Kentucky. Burrow was 31 for 44, 348 yards, a pair of touchdowns, and yet again proves that he's the second-best quarterback in the NFL and that he's better than Josh Allen. Look, I don't know how I mean, I don't know how anybody can argue that point when he plays the way he plays and, and the big thing was he wasn't healthy at the start of the year because everybody was obviously watching the Bengals as the team that might be a, a huge disappointment this year and it was all based on the fact that he was dealing with that calf. Now that that calf is healthy and he is you know even the when they interviewed Chase before the game and he was talking about, look, you know, we can do whatever we do as friends off the field, but when he gets dialed in in between those lines he, he is different, and you could see it. He was in total control of every situation last night, and, and he is, I, I think you're absolutely right, the second-best quarterback in this league. 8693 says that uh, Burrow now 5-1 and one heads up against Mahomes and Josh Allen. That sounds right. I'll take his word for it. Cool Joey B. All right, Joe George. Cool Joey George. Who do you have as uh, another game ball here? Well, uh, he mentioned uh, Tank Dell earlier, so I'm going to mention another, another player in the NFL 
that caught two touchdowns from a rookie quarterback. I'm going to give my game ball to Kenny Moore. Two pick sixes on Bryce Young <laughs> this weekend. The ninth player to have that in a game since 2000. He was balling for them. Good call. I had him on my list, too. I like how you phrase that. He caught two touchdowns from a rookie quarterback. Uh, that was um, That's what the Texans should have done to Bryce Young last yeah. week. That stings. All right, Blankers, you got another one? No, I'm good. I, I, that, those were the ones that came to my mind. I'm going to give a game ball. Like you got Jalen Hurts. Yep. I got Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill threw a touchdown pass, caught a touchdown pass, and was the Saints' leading rusher. I mean, it's got to be the first time in history, Baller. right, that a guy throws a touchdown pass. Does that count? Touch, I mean, they, the Bears covered. Yeah, they, well, they did us the way. right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, Taysom. That's 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 unbelievable, though. Like you throw a touchdown, you catch a touchdown, and you lead the team in rushing. I'm sure a running back has probably done that. Yep. Like maybe like a halfback like throw. I bet you Walter Payton's done that. Right, I'm sure. Call. I'm sure there's been. I bet you running backs have done it. I bet you running backs lead any other positional group at throwing a touchdown, catching a touchdown, and being your team's leading rusher in that game. But a tight end did it. And Taysom Hill. That was a heck of a performance for Taysom Hill, and I got him in one of my fantasy teams, and I'm really appreciative of that. You got another game ball, Joe George. Uh, yes, I just I don't normally do team game balls, but a shout-out to the Oakland Raiders and oh, Antonio yeah, Pierce yeah, beating now. down the Giants. <laughs> I, what'd you say, Jeremy? He's I said right. they're in Vegas now. They're in Vegas now. <laughs> You're right. My bad. Good call. That's all I got then. No, no game yeah. ball for I don't you, know, Joe. How do we feel about the victory cigars, though? I like it. Because McDaniel sucks and they're just no, celebrating I, I like, life. I mean, you know, I, I am a fan of enjoying a win. Plus, they've been so bad, and since they got to Vegas, and, and you know, and, and since McDaniel took over, it, it, there's been that whole locker room, and then all the turnover after the Gruden stuff, and and with a GM coming out of the NFL Network booth. You know, they needed something like that to change the culture and try and get a different attitude in the locker room. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. P- Pierce is now going to get consideration for the permanent job. Josh Jacobs had a pair of touchdowns. Max Crosby had three sacks. And, yes, they all had the victory cigar. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was cool. I think you should celebrate wins. I, I, if, hey, if it's me, they should do like Red Arbach was doing before the clock ran out. They should be having the victory cigars in garbage time with a minute and a half left to play. I just worry about They're fire alarms Stadium. in the locker room. Oh, stop being so soft you know. with fire alarms. I'm just wondering. No. I, I'm worried about if they're setting them off. I don't think that's blanket. soft. Don't be a wet blanket, blanket. Well, they could be a wet blanket if they get doused <laughs> yeah. with water. Put those cigars with a minute and a half I left to play. I didn't say put them out or stop doing it. I just no, wonder no. how those fire alarms work. <laughs> I'm, 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 you're probably right. You're technically right, but I would love to see it. I'm here for it. All right, 713-780-ESPN. We're going to have Mailbag Monday in 15 minutes, so you can get your questions into the Killer Bees about whatever you want to get it into or whatever question you want to get into. Now, we do this each and every week. We give C.J. Stroud a golf grade for his performance this week should be fun what are you what is your grade for cj stroud after his performance this past week 713-780-ESPN it's the killer bees on espn 97.5 espn 92.5 hey a moment here before we get to the break for allied siding and windows i mean all state siding and windows all state siding and windows best in the business matter of fact i just placed my order they're going to be doing new energy efficient windows in my house and they are the best in Houston at doing them, and I have total confidence they're going to do it right because they explained everything to me right up front, and they explained to me the fact that it's the quality of a Texas tough window that can withstand the hurricanes, but they can also be prepared for the winters and the hot summers, and they're always going to keep the good energy in and protect your house on the outside. And you can save up to 40% on your energy bills with these vinyl windows that I'm talking about. They have expert installers. It all runs in the family. It's four generations, almost 50 
90 years in business. They know what they're doing, and they're going to take all of that knowledge and share it with you. Right now, they're doing $150 off on Windows with a minimum of 10 Windows. They do 12 months, no interest. They do nine, eight, eight and nine months, same as cash. They always take care of their customers because they know word travels fast. They hear all the time that listeners to ESPN 97.5 Go to them because they hear us talking about them, and then they understand that there are so many people that say, oh, I went to them, and they did it better than anybody else. You can be the next in line to have them come to your house, see what they can do, explain how they can do it like they did for me, and understand you're getting the best people to install the best product that is the best thing for your house, which is your biggest investment. Call them today, 832-204-1936, or go to allstatesidingandwindows.com, 832-204-1936, or allstatesidingandwindows.com. We, uh, we golf great Stroud after each game. He's blank on Branham, 8693, par three, hole in one. Um, Stroud was, I don't know if he did anything poorly in the second half. First half, you can nitpick a few things, Blankers. Yep. I thought the offense was a little bit choppy in the first half. Uh, he, he First play of the game, you know, kind of threw behind Tank. He had the deep ball to Tank. Where if that connects, that's six, by the way. Yep. Like, Tank had yep. several yards on his defender, and the safety was over the middle. Tank would have scored on that Threw play. it over Tank's head on the sideline, too, didn't yep. he? Same series. Yep. Yeah, that was the same series. Um, he was a little bit off in the, in the first. He really was. Uh, so you could nitpick that first half, but, I mean... He was kind of perfect in the second half. I, I hate to use that phrase, uh, but 16 for 20, 325 yards, four touchdowns in the second half. One of the greatest halves of football I ever played. I don't believe that's hyperbolic. I really don't. Show me a half that's better than that because I really want to see it. Yeah. And, and, that's like, and, again, like as we were talking about earlier, like he threw the ball 20 times, completed 16 of them, and it wasn't for like 100 yards. It was for 325 yards. It was for four touchdowns. He was going deep. He was throwing the deep ball. He, or, he led a come-from-behind drive where you have to score with 46 seconds left and he was able to do that. That throw to Tank, uh, where he dropped it in the bucket before the touchdown. I mean, what is the toe that? What, a, what yep. a throw. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, Jeremy, is you weren't getting your doors blown off either, right, where you just had to sling it around the yard. You knew that your running game wasn't that effective, but you were in a very tight, winnable ball game where you had to execute. You had to make plays, and you couldn't slip up. And he did exactly that. I mean, like you said earlier, they knew coming out of the locker room that they were going to throw the football. They knew that that's what the Texans had to do because their running game was not existent. Yet they, and it's not a slouchy defense there, and we saw their front seven. Their linebackers and Vita Vea and those guys, they're tough, and their secondary ain't bad. And, and he tore them up with the way he was able to pass the football. And that's why it was so... That's why it's so special. One, the numbers speak for themselves, and they weren't inflated by being down you know, 15, 20 points. And every play, there was, it was ramped up by the, the, how important it was to stay into that football game. And he won the game, and that last drive just solidified everything. Yeah, I mean, the, the last drive was uh, incredible. Incredible second half. He was able to cap off that you know, great second half of the game-winning drive. Uh, Ken and Galveston, real quick, by the way, uh, this is a, a little bit of a, a tangent, uh, but Ken and Galveston letting us know about the, the cigars in the locker room. Cigars in the locker room are fine. I'm an alarm technician of 43 years. The steam from showers would trigger both in the heat detectors. All you have to worry about is some bozo uh, tripping a pool station, which is highly unlikely. Smoke away winners. That's good to know. Yeah, we can light you. up. A, mm-hmm. We can light up a victory cigar maybe every Friday at the end of uh, – at the end of a show. Maybe that would uh, – Ken and Galveston Bring Lance's it's okay. kids. They'll join in. What? Lance was telling us. <laughs> that was so funny. Okay, so I was on Instagram this weekend, and Lance's oldest son got married. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at Lance's Instagram, and it looks like I see a, a, an 11-year-old smoking a cigar. <laughs> Apparently, like during the wedding, Lance walked out, and his youngest snacks 
was smoking a cigar like with his, with his brothers. He said all of them were, but he said when you know when he showed up and caught them, you know they were kind of like trying to put the cigar down, hide it. Snacks wasn't even hiding it. He just kept going at it, and be like, probably, "Yeah, I'm here. You're here." He probably didn't realize. He probably didn't realize he wasn't supposed to do that. <laughs> it's pretty Snacks. funny when he was telling the story. Smoking a cigar. All right. So we thought that CJ played great. I mean, he did. CJ was fantastic. Uh, what's your golf grade for C.J. Stroud's performance yesterday, Blankers? I mean, I was thinking about this because we, if we go by scorecard, are we playing par threes and par fives, or are we just, you know, just like par birdie? Because this is like, this is double eagle territory for me because of the fact that, you know, he 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 put the te- everything we just said. He put the game on his shoulders. He put the team on his shoulders. When you didn't have a running game, he did what he had to do. He made the the tight throw. He made the, the, the tough throw. He made everything happen. So I'm going to go double eagle. That's what I, I settled on because, I, you know, there's still some room where you could do some things a little differently. Not much better, but I'm going to go double eagle. Can I get so a you, hole here? So are you going, are you going uh, what minus do you mean, three? Can I get a hole? Like it's a par five, par That's four? That's what I asked. That's why I was saying I don't Hold know if we're doing it. Hold on a second. What, what, Joe, you just showed your ignorance here, which is fine to be ignorant. Just well, don't give me par stupidity. Five. Okay, but to be to have a double eagle, it doesn't. I mean, you can't do it on a par three, obviously. But a double eagle is going to be minus three. Yes, I'm just making sure. It's a it's a it's a hole out on your second shot on a par five. That's what I was going to ask Blankers. Was it a par four? Was it a drive on a a par four? Or was it your approach on a par five? No, he hold out from on a par five on your approach second shot. I'm so, I'm irritated with Joe. <laughs> Why? Well, what else is that question? That question just irritated. You think me. I've ever been close to a double eagle in my life? Can you give but me? But you're a, a sports fan who plays <laughs> the game. Yeah. What is a, a birdie? Time. What is what is a birdie? One. Joe? Okay, it's a minus one. What is an eagle, Joe? Minus two. Okay, what would a double eagle be, Joe? Minus three. Okay. I'm just making sure. Oh, I'm disgusted. Monday. I thought when you said, what is a birdie, Joe? He's going to say, well, there's a cardinal and a robin. I see those on the course. Hopefully it wouldn't be that bad from Joe. Right, it's I'm gonna possible. Give it, I'm giving it uh, the same thing that you did, uh, uh, Blankers. I also put a lot of thought into this. Uh, he piped the drive. Yep. He piped the drive. I mean, a bomb of a drive. 340 yards right down the middle. Maybe he's playing in some altitude. I don't know. Maybe it's a short par five. I don't know. But he had such a good drive that he has a Five iron approach. Ooh, I was going to ask you three. You see some of that. You see some of that now on the tour because these, you know, the the equipment now is yep. way too good. Yeah, but he's got a five because he drove it so well. He's got a five iron approach into a par five. He plays the slope left to right break. It sneaks in, kind of takes a little, you know, roundabout turn right around the hole, kind of like Tiger Woods back like in the tour. day, and it falls in. It falls in. C.J. Stroud with an albatross. As he is a performance yet. It has to be. 470 yeah. yards, NFL rookie record, five touchdowns. Like, it has to be a double eagle. Yeah, my only question to you was what club did he use? Because I was iron, going either. He bombed the drive. I, I thought either three iron, hybrid. You know what? Or possibly a three one. If we're, if we're making it because of how he played yesterday, his second half was far better than his first half. Yep. So maybe it was just like a mediocre drive. Like, it was fine, it was okay. But the best part of his eagle, a two on a five, was his approach, was the second half of that two as opposed to his first half. So I'm going to take it back. His drive was fine. His drive was okay. But he had to play like a a three-wood fade, kind of to cut the corner on a tree to the right side of the fairway. Played it perfectly. Left to right break. Falls its way into the cup. Double eagle for C.J. Stroud. Yep. I was thinking five wood, by the way, Joe. A lot more elevation. Land softly. I also do a lot of work for this segment, but I give my opponents a hole designation before the game. Okay, so I I said this was a par three. 
because the Buccaneers they're they're not a great football team. They're a good football team. So I, I get I get a par three here. So I got to go ace. It's a hole in one. Because I thought a, about a hole in one. But why, why are the Buccaneers a par three? Eh, I don't think they're a good. So that, team. that's an eagle though. That's not a that's not a minus yeah. three like you would put it, Joe. I know it's a my. I know it's not. So you're giving them an eagle. I not gave a, not I, an albatross. No, you're actually giving them an, an eagle. eagle. Yeah. I know. Well, 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 the Eagles landed. No, I'm not a copycat. I'm not going to copy what you guys did. I thought you guys were also going to go Eagle. Well, we, ours is just more accurate. Yeah, <laughs> and we thought ours out individually, and it's described exactly why. Well, I'm not yep. changing mine, so I know you might not like it, but I give them an Eagle. But you just said I don't want to be a copycat. Well, but yeah. then, but then, I, but then you followed it up with, but I knew what you guys were going to do. No, That's no, why I, I, always did, no I didn't know you guys were going to go that high. Eight six nine three par three hole in one. So he agrees with you, Joe. Uh, nine four four Thank zero you. hole in one. Yeah, but the ace of par four was it a long? Was it a short par four? Right. Uh, Thirty thirty nine par four eagle off the tee was in the light rough. Then he shanked it right in the hole from two hundred yards out. Oof. That was not. That's not a good. That's not a good no. accurate description of what shot. of what CJ Stroud did yesterday. I don't like that one, Dusty and Mont Bellevue. Eight six nine three actual hole in ones happen more often than rookies throwing for four hundred and seventy yards. Joe, Fair. it's a great. It's a great point. It's a great counterpoint. So we are officially halfway through our golf scorecards. Um, you both are tied with your grades on CJ Stroud. Having him at a minus three mm-hmm. on three the under season, through, three through under, eight, right? Yep. yep. No, through nine because we counted the preseason. Oh, that's right. Uh, so, and I've got him at minus four. So we're all pretty much right in the same territory. Yeah, we're all high even on though, the leaderboard. Even though you you gave him an eagle today, not an albatross. Yes. We gained strokes on you on this hole you alone, got, yes. and yet we're still behind you. That's yes. weird. Coog Blaze says hole in one at East River Nine. We're going to be at East River Nine on Friday, yep. by the way. Come say hello. Sponsored by Gentle Ben. Uh, D'Amico said honey hole in one. I was watching that. Uh, I was watching Twitter. Emmanuel H O. Is it H O or Acho? I never know. Uh, Acho. There you go. Um, he he was describing that uh, that C J Stroud throw to uh, Tank Dell, the second to last one, the the one we were talking about earlier, the not the tapper. touchdown, one, the yeah. toe tapper, kind of the uh, the fly route in the into the dropped it into the bucket of that zone defense. He called it the honey hole. I've never heard it. Oops. I've never heard to it referred hmm. to as that. Hmm. Have you? Uh, no, I have never not. heard that. The more no, you know, but, I learn something new every day. But uh, whatever you call it, it was damn good. He called it the honey hole. I think it's part of a, of a defense, an open area in the defense. Manuel Acho. All right, 713-780-ESPN, HRMP listener line, 713-780-3776. Time for our Mailbag Monday. You can ask the Killer Bees whatever you want to ask us. It can be about Stroud. It can be about the Texans. You can ask Joe about his golf game. <laughs> 713-780-3776. Mailbag Monday with the Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. One of the things that you need to know, by the way, if you ever get into a car wreck, we hope it never happens to you. But, look, it's life. It happens. I've been in a couple. Never my fault. Blankers has been in a couple. Never his fault. Uh, whenever that happens to you, you need to call Hollingsworth Law Firm. Store that away in your brain. If I ever get into a wreck, I need to call Hollingsworth Law Firm. We're looking out for you whenever we say that because you don't pay a thing unless you win your case. You're right, Jeremy. And that they, they know how to take care of their specialty, and their specialty is car wrecks. You know, they don't mess, mess around like some of these other law firms. They try to spread themselves so thin and do so many different things that you don't get their best at what they do best. In this case, you get the very best. 
doing exactly what you need, which is they take care of you in an auto accident. That means if you need someone that's bilingual and because it makes it easier to communicate so you can get your point across and get everything that you need to be taken care of, they've got you taken care of. They've got people that are going to be with you every step of the way. They're going to ask what happened. They're going to talk to the police. They're going to get the reports. They're going to understand it all. They're going to take on the insurance company. They're going to take on the other driver. And the main thing is in their objective is we are going to win this case for you so you get back and get back to being exactly who you were and your car and vehicle too before the accident. And one of the most annoying things of getting in a car wreck, you know, the damage, but also dealing with the insurance companies, I hate that. So don't do that. Let Hollingsworth Law Firm do that for you. Give them a call right now for a free consultation, 713-999-8773, 713-999-8773, or visit the website, carwrecktexas.com, carwrecktexas.com. Mailbag Monday. You can ask the bees whatever. 713-780-ESPN. He's blank on Branham. Uh, Alex on the Twitch, he wants to ask you, Joe, what's your drug of choice? <laughs> Alcohol? Okay, I was going to go with caffeine. Alcohol is a good one. I like Gentle Ben. Dip for him. Yeah. So that would be nicotine, I guess? Yeah. I'm gonna, I, I, mine is Power obviously rank. caffeine. Yeah, probably. Mine's, probably, mine's probably caffeine. Yeah, I mean, caffeine's the one. I just don't view it that way. I guess we should, but... Yeah, I had to dial it back after the last week and a half. I've been way overloaded on caffeine. Would you have two or three cups? Or? Yeah, like, I had the big uh, Americano, and I've been, you know, with the time schedule, I'm trying to do it so that I have it later in the morning now, and then I just get completely gassed after the gym, so I, t- I have the big Americano, and then when we get ready for the show, I'm like, nope, I'm going to need some more, and I kept loading up, and then, woo, hard to sleep some nights. Yeah. You're, I mean, that happens to you when the Astros lose games in July. It does. Yeah. <laughs> One nine seven zero. When do you put up Christmas decorations? After Thanksgiving, please. I think I, I think the people that are over. I thought I was driving around. Uh, I was taking Taylor somewhere on Saturday, and I see that like one of the home and garden places says fresh cut Christmas trees available now forty bucks. I'm going. Who's putting up a real Christmas tree? This early in November, and then what are you just hoping to God it makes it through the holidays? Yeah, that's weird. I, my, my answer to this is when my wife tells me to. I try not to put up Christmas decorations. I try not to do it, but eventually I get forced into doing it. So that's that's my answer. Do you do outside? Uh, not very, very, very mildly. I try to. Nothing, that's where I'm like yeah. you. I try to run from that, avoid that, and ignore it. When Lisa says maybe we should do lights outside the house this year, and then inevitably yep. last minute she's like, "Aren't you going to decorate outside?" I'm like, yeah. "No." Yeah, she'll say that, and I'll just kind of like go quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Crankshaft and Hitchcock. What are your dream vehicles? Oh man, I'm not a big. My, my buddies and I have talked about this. I'm not a big car guy. Even if I made a ton of money, I don't think I'd be into all cars and have these different cars and these expensive cars. I guess if I had my ideal luxury vehicle, it'd be probably be, it'd still be an SUV. It'd probably be like a Range Rover. Okay, give me a Tesla and a truck, and I'd be good. Zero one seven zero. Could Lando Norris have won the Brazilian Grand Prix if the red flag wasn't waved? I think it's still under review. Uh, the answer is no. McLaren never wins anything. 713-780-3776. Mailbag Monday. Keep from L.A. Keep from Kirby, I mean. Hypothetically speaking, let's say, the Texans win two out of the next five Super Bowls. Do they take the city from the Astros? Oh, I think that it would be – I think it would be close. Yeah, because they would be the hot team. Mm-hmm. So the hot team win it, and football is king in this state, no matter how great the Astros have been. And the Astros, a lot of people are starting to – I hear rumblings already that they think that this is the beginning of the decline of the Houston Astros. I'm not there yet. Yeah. 
But yeah. regardless, you went two Super Bowls in five years. Yeah, you take the entire city by storm. Yeah, football's king. Assuming the Astros aren't doing something better, like three World Series in five years, I would say yes. The answer is yes. Three seven zero three. Where do y'all rank Stroud's performance in Texans quarterback history? Man, I mean, right up there with uh, who was the backup quarterback that got a playoff win and then was an assistant coach for a year. <laughs> oh, uh, you're talking about TJ Yates. Yeah, TJ Yates. Uh, look, I mean, it's up there. I mean, it's not a playoff game. It's not, you know, a do-or-die situation in the biggest game of the year. But it's hard to say that it's not one of the top two performances in Texans quarterback history. Yeah, I would uh... – I don't know how to answer this because I'd have to go back and look at a bunch of shop games. Like Watson had a few games that were pretty great too. 470 yards, I would imagine, is top two in Houston Texans history. I want to say Schaub might have had one that was really? greater. I think so. Like he had a high 400 game too. I could see Deshaun going with a, a big 400 game once or twice, but didn't they say, oh, it was just the rookie record? It wasn't the all-time record for yards no, by a quarterback? No, it wasn't the all-time record, although it's higher than a lot of like Hall of Famers have ever had. Oh, I'm saying for the Texans, though, was that not their highest yardage game by a quarterback? I don't know. It was not. Matt Schaub threw for yeah, 527. Okay, it was a 500. I thought it was a high 400. Actually, he had two games higher than 470. I just pulled up his game log real quick. I didn't. I forgot about the 527 one. The one How that I picks? remembered, he had two picks, five touchdowns, threw it 55 times. The one that I remembered was 497 at Washington. Did That's they the win those games? I, they won both of those games. Well, then they won 43 there you go, then. 37 in the 527 yard game against Jacksonville, and they won 30 27 in the 497. But he game wasn't at a rookie. Team. No, he wasn't a rookie. Now, Shaw, I remember Shaw having a high 400. I didn't remember the 500 one, though. So I guess this would have been, assuming that Watson didn't have one of 470, this would be third. Yeah, yeah Watson's fourth. Watson, okay, yeah. I didn't think Watson had one this high. I, I will go. I will kind of, I guess, stray away from this answer a bit to say that C.J. Stroud's the most talented quarterback the Houston Texans have ever had. Cash or trash? Cash. Cash. Okay. Uh, 8863. If all the ESPN radio guys were running a football team, who's the head coach, GM, OC, DC? Assign everyone a position, including yourselves. Yeah, we're not going to do everyone, but give you. Give, let's just do those four positions: head coach, GM, OC, DC. Head coach is Granado. That's a good call. Uh, OC is Lance. Yeah, a lot D- of running. DC. Hmm. Man. Are we doing this as just as as a show, just all of us? Just every personality. You get, every personality is in the pool, but you have to fill those four positions. But am I doing my own separate one? No. And you? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're doing your separate one. I'll do my separate one. My bad. Man, I'll take. I, you have to. We have to put ourselves in it. You don't have to. Oh, okay, have to, good. You have good, to fill good, those yeah. four positions. I don't. You know what? I'm going to put Lance at at GM. Okay. I'm going to put I'm going to put Granado at head coach. I'm going to put I'm going to put Jeremy at offensive coordinator. That's a good call. And I'm going to put That's a good call. Creighton de- defensive coordinator cuz he can clog up the hole. That's a lot of points. He's not We're going well. <laughs> I'm going to go stop playing. DC not defensive tackle. Yeah, I'm but gonna, you know what? It's our I'm going to go with myself as the general manager because I can scout better than Lance can. I think they're on record of doing that. Did you stop? Didn't you say you couldn't? Okay, never mind. I'm also going to buy the groceries for my own team that I'm running, so I'm also going to be the head coach of my team, GM head coach combination. I'm basically Belichick. I'm also going to be the offensive coordinator 
uh, of this team because if I'm going to be a head coach, I'm going to call plays. So I'm not lazy. So I'm going to be the offensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator is tough. Jeez, why not just finish it off? Okay, I will. I'll also be the defensive there coordinator. So I'll be the head coach, GM, OCDC. I'm going to buy the groceries. I'm going to call both sides of the ball. What do you? What about you, Joe? Uh, GM, John. <laughs> I'm going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to go head coach, Lance. OC. I'm going to go blankers. And then DC, I'm going to give it to you, Jeremy. Because Thank you. Yeah. Let's yeah. call us dial up some blitzes, baby. I feel like you'd be really aggressive. Maybe too aggressive. Yeah, so I we would. looked out for our, 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 our fellow showmates in the middle of ours, and Jeremy just took care of Jeremy. Well, I'm trying to win. I didn't include uh, myself. <laughs> oh, you're trying to win. I see. Uh-huh. Zero three nine two. Would you rather wake up in a random place every time you fall asleep or punch someone in the face every time you sneeze? Well, can you can you be prosecuted if you punch someone in the face? I would have to ask Paul because I think he does wake up in a random place every time he falls asleep. I'm going oh. with the punch. <laughs> Ouch. I think I'd rather wake up at a random place every time I fall asleep no. than punch somebody. I'm a, I'm a lover, not a not a fighter. Yeah, well, a random place could be like a, I mean, a street corner? I don't know. I mean, you don't want to wake up just anywhere every time you wake up. I also don't want to punch people in the face, Blankers. Okay. I'm punching people. <laughs> I think I'm punching people, too. Yeah. Like, I don't want to wake up in, like, Alaska. How do I get home? Just don't sneeze. Just <laughs> make sure you don't sneeze. You're fine. 1984 says my team would be 0-17 falls. Uh, was Stoots wrong about Levis? I think he's too early. I think it's still too early to call it definitively. But two games in, I'm leaning more towards Jeremy than Stutes. I, I think that Will Levis is going to have a, a decent NFL career. Yeah, he was wrong. Yeah, hundred percent, he was wrong. Now there are some. I do have some Levis concerns. Though. That second half against Pittsburgh, I didn't love. I think some of the stuff that people didn't like about him pre-draft that maybe I didn't really recognize. I, reading defenses is a struggle for him. He kind of just like prays and throws a lot of times, which is not going to be successful and sustainable in the NFL. So he's going to have to be better at recognizing defenses and then being able to go through progressions and stuff like that. That's that's a pretty big weakness that I see in him. And I saw in him in that second game against or the second half against Pittsburgh. Um, okay, all right, that does it for our mailbag Monday. We appreciate you for playing along. All right, I believe Mondays. What do you believe after the college football weekend? It's Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Hey, before we go to the break, tell you about my good friend Doc Linville. Doc Linville, best in the business at the Neograft procedure. You know the holidays are coming up too, guys. He does more than the Neograft. He also does Botox, plastic surgery. So if you want to get the gift that keeps on giving, get your loved one maybe a little extra something special over the holidays as well and consider that. But Doc Linville always does the Neograft procedure, does it better than anybody else. And if you don't know what it is, I'm here to tell you from personal experience, the Neograft procedure is getting your own hair back, and it works. You can get it back in your hairline or up on top if you've got that baboon's butt that's starting to show and get shiny and you don't like to you know, to go without a hat. Well, I'm telling you right now, you got to go see Doc Linville. And as a listener to ESPN 97.5, he makes it so easy, it's painless. It literally is. All you got to do is go to 975hair.com and set up your first appointment. That appointment is absolutely free. It normally costs 150 bucks. There's no obligation, no signing on the dotted line, just an informative session where you ask questions, you get answers, they explain how it works, you see if it's right for you. It's fantastic. The one thing that stood out to me, 95 to 99% of all these follicles that they're going to move are, are going to absolutely stay and grow and be with you for the long haul because they're taking them from a place genetically where you never lose your hair. No matter how bald you go on top, you're never going to lose the hair on the sides and the back of your head. That's just genetics, and that's the, what the doc explained to me. 
Doc Linville explained that and then told me how he did the procedure. When I went through it, it literally was painless. You could see the follicles immediately. You could watch their development and growth, and they got stronger and longer, and they're with me for the long haul. I could not be happier. You could be the next to do it, too. Go to 975hair.com right now. Set up an appointment. Check it out and see if it's right for you, too. Tell them I sent you by because I could not be happier with the Neograft or the best in the business, Doc Linville into our beliefs for the college football weekend in just a moment, but let's go out to the HRMP listener line real quick. 713-780-3776. Paul, you're in the high with the bees. What's up, Paul? Hey, guys. Uh, good show today. Uh, it's always easy after a resounding Texans win. I, I think some credit needs to be given, or not enough credit has been given to the Texans offensive line because for the most part, for at least the second half and most of the first half, there was no pressure whatsoever. Not to take anything away from Stroud. It was obviously a, a once-in-a-lifetime type performance. But the, the O-line deserves some credit. I, I also wanted to give, give something to Joe on his you know, definition of a double eagle. If an eagle is minus two, why isn't a, why isn't a double eagle minus four? And I'm a golfer, and I know what a, a double eagle Thank is. You. but. But I think, you know, there, there is a legitimate question there. So I have no problem with Joe, you know, not knowing what a double eagle is because minus four is two times minus two, and a double means times two. Finally, I wanted to uh, – I don't know if you guys made the uh, reference to Council, Craig Council being hired as the manager for the Cubs, but everybody was saying he was going to be going to the Mets. Uh, because he had a relationship with Stearns. Well, clearly he wasn't. So I really hope, A, that the Astros were in on him, but I'm pretty sure they weren't. And, B, that we don't wait until the last minute to hire a manager because we saw what happened. So the, the two of the last three times when the Texans were hiring a football coach, when the Texans were last in line, they got – they got table scraps, and last year when they went out and hired Ryan, they had a plan, and they got the best coach available, and that's bearing itself out. That was a lot, Paul. Thank you very much. Paul, call anytime. <laughs> well, so basically, I mean, what did he do? He dumbed it down for you? I mean, technically, I understand. Like, Eagles 2, what double my, Eagles 4. That was my question. <laughs> but go look at the USGA. Go look at the Webster's Dictionary. It is it's it is minus 3. Now, it makes no sense. It's no, a hot, it makes zero I, I'm, sense. I'm cashing the hot take. But we all know what a double eagle is. Yeah, I mean, he, he had to come in to try and save the day and dumb it down. for You had your opportunity to explain yourself. <laughs> that was my, that's why I asked the question. But then, like, once I got challenged so much, I didn't actually want to say that on the air. I mean, and sound dumber. Joe, how are you making a minus four on one hole? Uh, hole in one on a par five. Okay, yes! you got it right. Joseph George, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he's showing his flexion. You believe that? You, you, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That was a great segue. Do you believe that? Huh? Paul's right about the offensive line, too, by the way. Michael Dieter, tipping my cap to Michael Dieter. That was well done. He, yeah, he did not. I did not expect him to play well. He played well. All right, what do we believe in here, Blankers? I believe that the Washington Huskies are going to be in the running for the national championship Let's go. all the way through. They were impressive. Michael Penix is the real deal now. And I also, as a sidebar, I'm not sure I want a quarterback that wants to go cuddle with their dog and watch their shows when they lose a football game. But Who did that? That's what Caleb said after the game. Eh, that doesn't really bother me. Cried with mama. And he cried with mom before that. I have some, uh, yeah, that's all my, my, my I believe. So I'm not going to dive into the Caleb Williams thing yet. You know who liked Michael Penix back when he was at Indiana? You. That's right. Shock. I sure did. I on, know how to evaluate. Based on what? 
talent, skill, like ability to throw the football. What, what do you mean, what? He was so <laughs> the bad. Things, no, he wasn't. I wasn't. You look he at stats okay. too much. He was not you look bad at, stats. at Indiana. Some people look at stats. Some people watch the film. I mean, you're either one of those two. There's two different types of people in the world. Uh, Washington looks good. Yeah, they they were impressive. They really good. They look really really good. Um, they got a shot to make this playoff. They, they, the Pac-12 is ridiculous though. Like they're gonna have to beat Oregon again, probably in the Big Twelve and the Pac-12 title game. It's crazy to me too that Nick, to Joe's point about Penix, which he was slightly wrong about on Indiana. But Bo Nix got out of Auburn because no one thought he was very good there, and now he's no. lighting the world on fire at Oregon. A Pac-12 is where quarterbacks go to survive I and guess. Like revive their careers. The, uh, who's the ukulele guy? The ukulele guy yeah, Oregon from State? Oregon State. Like he went from Clemson. He was yep. awful, and now he's thriving in Corvallis. Did you just call him DJ Ukulele? I did. It's pretty yeah. close. It's ukulele, <laughs> so it's not that. too far off. There, ukulele. That was ogulele. I mean, it's a. I mean, it was a. It was play on words. It's a little Easter egg. I know what it was. It was, it was a, a lot of one, a lot of fun there in uh, Waco. The the Houston Cougars getting their first Big Twelve road win in overtime, going a little two point conversion for the win. Nice to celebrate a Big Twelve conference victory on somebody else's home turf. That was a lot of fun. That felt great. Got to get that off my chest. All right, what do you got here, Joe? Iowa and Northwestern should be kicked out of the Big Ten. Iowa's going to win their division. I know they are. <laughs> their but offense that was, is awful. That was the, one of the worst things I've ever – the over-under was 30 – was like 29 and a half. They scored 17 points. So they, they really – they were play, played really well offensively then. I mean, just like what an awful, awful game. Those teams don't should you, be kicked out of the Big Don't you give Northwestern a pass after the whole Fitzgerald thing and everything until it sorts out? I don't think they would have been much better, honestly. Yeah. They've had some quarterbacks. What was named Simeon? Yeah, but they're they're going to fall behind. If you're hanging your hat on Marcus Simeon, Trevor, no Trevor. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. If you're hanging your hat on the World Series winning second baseman as the best quarterback in program history, you got some things. Oh, right, what's your next one? They Lakers? had a running back too, right from the Bears. They got a couple. They have some good players in the NFL. Yeah. I think they have a left guard. They had a, they had a first round pick this last year in the draft. Skaronski, right? Yeah, yeah. Skaronski was. From I just I think they're going to fall behind with that with the NIL stuff. They're not. It's not going to work in Northwestern. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. It's going to be a tough league too with all the new teams coming. It's going to be a hard conference to win. What you got, Blankers? I, I'm telling you right now, Alabama's starting to figure it out. Not that they're going to win a national championship, but Alabama is not. I thought they were done and they were going to go away and they weren't even going to be relevant as we speak about the playoff. <laughs> Alabama's figuring some things out, and, and I think that they could. If you're not careful, between now and when it all when we get into this playoff, I think that they not only can get in, they could make some noise. And that I would not have said that for the last several weeks. Let me. Uh, I think you're right. I like that Milrose playing better. Let yeah, me piss he really off thirty uh, percent of our listeners before I go call a basketball game here. Texas is lucky. Texas yeah, they are. is lucky. They're lucky. Kansas State misses an extra point that would have given them the one-point lead. Kansas State then misses a chip shot field goal, all in regulation. Now, Kansas State did rally, get a stop, go kick another field goal, so at least they sent the game into overtime. But don't forget about that missed extra point. Don't forget about that missed field goal. Then in overtime, Texas gets held to a field goal. Kansas State immediately gets it first and goal at the six-yard line, only to turn it over on downs. Texas was lucky to survive that game against Kansas State and Austin this week. Oh, you're not wrong. I was watching it think, thinking the very same thing, and we had this conversation last week, and, and I, I didn't think that they were going to finish in the top, top ten by the end of the season. They are extremely vulnerable. I see Ewers is throwing again. 
I don't know that that's the solution. I don't think that's the biggest problem. But, man, that they were darn lucky. Kansas Super State, lucky. You know that, though, Jeremy. Kansas State's not a bad football team. No, Kansas State's underrated every year. Well, not every year, but they're underrated most years. They're, they're really good under climate. Like, they, they're good. It's a good team. I was hoping that they would win that game because I don't want Texas or Oklahoma to win the final Big 12 title. Have you been to Manhattan, by the way? They call it the Little Apple? Yeah. Yeah, they call it the Little Apple. Is it worth anything? It's a cool little college town. Okay. Yeah, it's a cool little college town. Joe? Georgia will not win a game in the college football playoff. Mm, who's beating them? Don't know. Don't care. I don't think the quarterback play. Quarterback play. I think I just them and Ohio there. State. Yeah. Like it's, it's not there. I don't think Ohio State's going to make it. They're going to lose to Michigan. Now, we'll see. Michigan's athletic director today removed himself from the college football playoff committee. And there are reports that there are sanctions coming for Michigan, so maybe that'll throw a wrinkle in all of this. Yeah, they're going like, to Harbaugh sit out a game or two. Yeah, I think it's like I think it's going to be like two games at most. So I just I don't believe in Georgia this year. That's going to be the extent of it. I think so. I think so too. I don't think they're going to punish the team. Wow. Yeah. I, maybe I just, in the future, I don't think they'll punish this year's team. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I, I don't think this year's team is going to be left out of a college football playoff or anything like that. The only thing they'll do is if they lose. Like I would to be spiteful, I would make sure Harbaugh missed the Ohio State game, but. We'll see what I'd happens. like that, but I would like Ohio State to beat them just because of all this crap. Because I would like to see it affect them this year, but it, you, you know, you guys have been pretty staunch on the fact you don't think it's going to happen. I, I'd like to see that too. I would like to see the karma. I, I don't mind that whatsoever. I'm going to jump in, jump the line here because I want to talk about this Caleb Williams thing, yep. Blinkers. I think you do too. Yep. Uh, Caleb Williams crying at the end of the Washington game is a good or bad sign. A couple of takes here. RG three, we know him. Watching Caleb Williams sobbing with his family after losing the game will capital letters break your heart. This young man pours his heart out for his team every time he plays. Any NFL team would be lucky to have him as their QB, and this emotion shows how much this game means to him. Jason Whitlock quote tweeted that, wow, I see just the opposite, undraftable. And then Coach Jason Brown from the Netflix series, how about play better and man up, you soft weirdo bleep, hat-wearing excuse-making clown, quit making excuses for these soft bleep kids and man up. I wouldn't draft his nail polish wear and bleep if he was the last quarterback available. All right, Caleb Williams crying at the end of the game, good or bad sign? Are you more RG3 or are you more Jason Brown? I honestly think it's a nothing burger. If you can play, you can play. If you're passionate and you love the game that much, then that's you can look at it that way. I don't think that he's soft. I think that he's got a lot to learn still. I think he's just way too talented for anybody. To, Jason Whitlock is just uh, uh, he, he's a, just looking for clicks all the time and stirring it up. But I, I, it doesn't change my belief that Caleb Williams is a real deal NFL prospect that is going to be just fine. I, I'd rather see him do that. Like, is it kind of weird? Sure, but I'd rather see him show that care and that passion that he has to like win rather than him just like taking off his pads and like going to the tunnel and not caring at all. Yeah. Well, you know, like the people that were suggesting he should just wrap it all up, quit, train, and get ready for the draft. And, and I'm glad he didn't do that and see it that way. And, and you want a quarterback that cares. There's no doubt about it. I don't know about the quote about cuddling with my puppy or my doggy and yeah. watch, catching up on Netflix or whatever, but okay. Yeah, it's a weird quote. Maybe that's just something you keep in-house. Yeah. Like, yeah, do that. Or that's in your own to brain. Do that, yeah. to, like, to, like, tweet it. It's kind of odd. Here's my problem with Caleb Williams. Okay. Last year, Ma- uh, Max Duggan was crying at the podium. Yeah, and funny. Caleb Williams tweeted, "LOL." Yeah, and then you're and like, you can't have that response, and then cry after a football game. Yeah, that's. Do we know that of... he actually cried? Because he was hiding behind the sign. That's a good, good point. Fair point. Was is he Tamar looking Hamlin, to try and ride the wave Hamlin of emotion? Real. Yeah. Tamar what? Hamlin is real. What was the question? <laughs> is Tamar Hamlin real? Oh, 
Okay, we're not going there. I just thought we were wearing tinfoil hats there for a second. No, I, I thought that too, though, Blankers. Like, you didn't really see. Right. You didn't really see. All right, that does it for uh, I Believe. I'm going to go call a basketball game here right quick. Uh, season opener, Houston taking on Louisiana Monroe, so the boys will take you the rest of the way. Uh, Stroud has passed every expectation times 10, so what's next? The boys will discuss. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5.